Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 14. So Matthew 14, and we're going to start at verse 22. It's a a passage where there's a storm. It may be very well known to some of us. And Jesus walks, thank you, and and Jesus walks out onto the water. And in the midst of the storm, the disciples are very worried, they're concerned. And uh, Jesus walks and Peter reaches out to him and he climbs into the boat and the storm is, is calmed. And um, this is where we're going to go just for the next few months. I want to speak this morning about how we can step onto our storm or the difficulties of life, how to deal with the challenges of life and in the midst of turbulent waters that are going on in life, how you and I can reach out to God in the midst of our challenges in life. And that's where I'm going to go over the next few moments. So verse 22 of Matthew 14, I'm reading from the New King James and it reads like this. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, and while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. The wind was really being stirred up into a gale. Now in the fourth watch, this is the early hours of the morning, of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, and this is the verse I want to lay hold of today, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. One translation says, Take courage, it's me. Take courage, don't be afraid. And that's the verse that I really would like you to, if you forget anything today, be of courage. See Jesus. This is the key to our our lives today. Verse 28 goes on to say, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He actually walked on water. That's an incredible miracle. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, it was turbulent, it was coming over him, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out. And this is interesting, verse 31. Immediately, immediately, says there, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. You know, for you and I, in life, the storms of life, the first thing I want to say is this, that the storms of life are going to come our way. 
part of being a human being, part of living on this earth, is that you and I will have circumstances whereby we feel buffeted. We, you, you may even feel today that there's some things going on in your life and you can't cope. I, I don't know whether it's physical, emotional, a relational, something at work, something in your finance, something that's just come out of the blue. It's, it's, this was a storm that came up as they were going out to sea and it came up all of a sudden. Maybe this is something that you've been facing for a little while and it's growing on you and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know what it might be. But for you and I, there will be those moments in life where there'll be trouble, there'll be circumstance, there'll be difficulty. Um, and, and it's not to come as a surprise Jesus said himself, you know, in this world that you and I, said, people, you will have trouble. But then he said something quite amazing. Take courage, for I have overcome the world. But Jesus warns us. He warned the disciples and he warns you and I that in this age, in this world, we will have circumstances that will be challenging. But he says then, take courage. Similar to how he says, it is I, take courage, don't be afraid. He said to the disciples one day, Take courage, I have overcome the world. I think there's a number of things uh, why Jesus needs to say, take courage. Because for you and I, when challenges come our way, there is a sort of a default position to worry, to be anxious and to be concerned. My default, I don't know about you, maybe it is for you, but my default position is not courage. My default is worry, anxiety, fret, and if it continues, maybe even panic. And Jesus understands. God understands and says that. Throughout the Bible, it's really interesting. Again and again and again, God says throughout the Old Testament and into the New, be of good cheer, be encouraged, take courage in me. Because he understands that in our human frailty, we will have those times when we will be shaken. There are times when you and I will be shaken. And, you know, this comes our way. And so this is why he says, take courage. It's me. Take courage. So the storms in life will come away. And so Jesus said this. But there's a couple of things I'd say that happens to you and I. Um, during the midst of, of trial or trouble, we can beat ourselves up and we can beat others up. I think as Christians, there is a danger that we can say, you know, we can say, why is this happening to me as a Christian? It can make the trouble feel worse. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life thinking, God, I'm following you. Why is this going on in my life? But it, because I'm a Christian doesn't mean to say that I will be a, have a totally trouble-free life. I can come through that life, and we're going to look at that, knowing Jesus Christ. That's the beautiful news. And ultimately, there will be a sense of victory. Absolutely true. But I think sometimes the danger, what can compound our woe, is that as Christians, we can say, uh, you know, why is this happening to me? And it's, that's normal, and that's very natural. And you might be even thinking that right now. I think another thing that can happen to us, and it can make the worry, it can make the anxiety even worse. I think another thing that can happen to us is that we can say, because we're saying that, I can't be a very good Christian. And so we beat ourselves up. Why is this happening to me? And then we get anxious and worried, maybe even get depressed. And then we start to go on a cycle saying, well, I can't be very good at my faith then. I can't have much faith. I can't be a very good Christian. And so we, there's a double beating up. There's a double whammy that hits our lives. And we seem to go even deeper spiral into the storm. I think not only can we beat ourselves up in that, that we can also beat others up. And it can be, why is this happening to me? We can become, we can become angry. 
I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but it's natural, it's normal to get like that. But there's a danger in the storm. It makes the storm worse. And so the other side of the coin is we don't only beat ourselves up, but we can beat others up. We can become very angry. We can isolate ourselves. We can push people away. We can, we can say, God, where, you know, where are you? God, it's your fault, or it's their fault, or it's that fault. It's my boss's fault. It's the world's fault. And we can become, we start to beat others up. So not only do we beat ourselves up, I'm no good, I'm not good enough, I can't be a very good Christian. We can form a cycle where we go around beating others up. And there is this storm that can go on and around in our lives. Now, I'm sure in the midst of that, each one of us has felt something of that. Because I know I have from time to time. I can speak from experience. And I think the disciples felt that. Now, this was a a literal storm. But for you and I, this speaks of the difficulties of life, the challenges of life, the trouble in life when we feel like we are going under. And so storms will come away. But the second thing I would say from this story is this. In the midst of a storm, we need to see Jesus. You and I need to see Jesus. Look in verse 27. He says there, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's me, says Jesus. Don't you see it? It's me. Take courage. Don't be afraid. It's me. And he says that because they thought they'd seen a ghost. I think, you know, if I saw someone walking on the water in the midst of a storm and it's dark and it's raging, I'd be wondering what's going on. So you can, you've got to give a bit of you know, leeway to the good old disciples. But, but there's a picture here. I think in the midst, sometimes in the midst of storms, is that we, our vision of Jesus can be diminished. That's what I want to say. Sometimes in the midst of a storm, in the challenges of life, we don't see Jesus the same. For the disciples, they thought they'd seen a ghost. They were fearful. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life when challenges come my way, when the doctor says such and such a thing, or, or such and such a thing happens at work that it looks as if you could lose your job. Or, or we, 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 Sometimes when the storm comes our way and it's raging around us and we feel that I'm going under, Jesus can sometimes be diminished in our eyes. We might see the ghost rather than see the real Jesus. We see a, a, sh- a shallow portrayal of Jesus. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes in life we say, where are you, Jesus? And, and so this is why I say, so Jesus says to the disciples, it's me. Don't you see it? Take courage. It's Jesus. And you know, for you and me, in the midst of my storm, uh, when, I, uh, when I feel certain things going around me and going on in my life, I will come back to a position of where I'll say and pray, God, show yourself to me. Show yourself. Jesus, let me see you afresh today. I need you. Forgive me. I can't see you. I don't feel you. I, you know, we see the ghost. We see the diminished And we feel, where are you, God? And so we need to pray. We need to call out in the midst, even more so in our storm, Jesus, I need you. I need to see you. And this is why Jesus says to them, it's amazing. He says, it is I. And you and I need to know the I. Now, you and I, I I have known Jesus in my life over the years. And there are moments in my life where I've had particular moments that have been very challenging. I've prayed that prayer and Jesus has come or I've seen, I've had a fresh revelation of him and he's revealed himself to me in a very particular way. And so too for you and I. 
We need to, and maybe this morning, you need a fresh revelation. Is you'll say, I, I know Jesus. I read the Bible. Do you know what? It's not um, how much you know. It's who you know that counts. As a Christian, it's not how much you know about the Bible. It's who you know. To know Jesus at that moment, at that precise occasion, in that very second. And in the storm, the disciples had seen Jesus do lots of things and his miraculous powers. But he said, it is I. There's a picture for you and I there. In the midst of our challenge, in our difficulty, we need. And so for me, it's a need of a fresh a fresh revelation. This is what deals with the fear. This is what deals with the turmoil. This is what can help with your anxiety. This is what will reach into your, that moment of depression. This is what will reach into when you feel yourself going down. It is I. And for me, it's a prayer of Jesus, show yourself to me afresh. Maybe you're in that place today, right here, right now, at this very moment, you know Jesus, you've experienced Jesus in the past, the disciples had, but in the midst of your storm, you need to experience him and know him at this moment now. You need a fresh revelation. Do you know, I've been a Christian nearly 40 years. I know it's not, I've been to Bible college for three years. I did a degree over another four years. I've been a Christian 40 years. There's stuff I know and a lot more that I could know, but it's who I know that counts. It's G knowing Jesus and Jesus knowing me. Fresh revelation of who he is. That's what deals with it all. Sometimes we think, well, I know the scriptures. I know the verses. Why am I worried? It's not what you know. And you do need to know the verses. I get that. But it's knowing him. So Jesus says, it's me. Oh, my word, this morning, will you call out to him and say, give me a fresh Revelation that I might see you today at my most needy moment in my life in this hour. Not only do we need a fresh revelation, there comes a point in this story where the storms of life come. In the midst of that, they saw a ghost, but Jesus said, it's me. So there's a sense where we need a fresh revelation. But there's, it goes a bit further. In the midst of our storm, there's a third thing I'd say is this, that there comes a point in your life, in my life, where I need to step out to meet him. There comes a point, uh, th there'll be those moments, and th that moment of stepping up might be a prayer. It might just be, God, I need you. Save me. But there comes a point in everyone's life, in the midst of a storm, where we have to step out. With, so you see, with Peter, it says there that, uh, he says, Jesus, if it's you, will you call me? And Jesus did. And then he said, it says there that he stepped out onto the water. Isn't that amazing? He stepped out onto the water. And then when he saw the raging storm, when he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when he began to sink. And for you and I, it's, 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 there's a, there comes a moment of stepping out into Jesus, in your Christian faith and my Christian faith. You might be at a moment right now where there is a challenge in your life. And it might be in your marriage, it might be in our home, it might be in our finance, it might be something to do with your health or lack of health, it might be to do with work and life, it might be in, in, in your sense of just feeling oppressed or depressed, I don't know what it might be, but there will come a point in your life and my life where there is always a stepping out. There is a call of us for a stepping out. 
It isn't just that he, he just, he did walk to them on the water, but there was a point of stepping out. There is always a point. And James says this in, the, in, the, in, his, in his book. Uh, the writer James says, if we draw near to God, God will draw near to you. So in right, if you look throughout the scriptures, there is a case of us reaching out to God and he reaches out to us. It's, it's an exercise of some form of faith, a step of faith. And, and with Peter, he began to sink. And you and I will feel that we sink. We will step out and pray, God help me. And then you'll find yourself falling back and getting worried and depressed again. But that isn't the point. The point is that stepping out at some point, there is an exercise of faith, a reaching out to him. For you and I, and as you do, it says he reaches out to you and me. And we see this very thing happen with Peter. But we, we said, I can't do it, or I'm not going to make it. Peter did. He began to sink, but Jesus reached out to him. And, and for you and I, that same happens for you and me. There have been many a time I've called upon God. I've seen Jesus afresh. I've begun to step out, but I begin to feel that it's all too much. Uh, that, that, that's the cycle that we might go through. But there is a need to reach out to him. Because then Jesus, an amazing thing is this, that Jesus then, as he did so, Jesus reached out to him. You know, the, the, I would say this next, and this is my uh, fourth point, is this. So the storms of life will come. Uh, in the midst of a storm, we need to see Jesus. And there's a, pr- a sense of a prayer. Please let, let me see you anew. Reach, reach out to me afresh today, Jesus. I know you, but I need to know you afresh. Uh, there is a point in my faith, and that, that stepping out could be that prayer, or an exercise of your faith, or holding on to God, and, and, and holding on to a promise, and reaching out to a friend to pray with you. That, that stepping out, and then he steps to us. But look at this. In that stepping out, Jesus then steps towards us. And you see this amazing thing happen. It says there in verse 31 that as as Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, it says that Jesus immediately reached out to him. It's really interesting that the verse there, it it says there, uh, Peter in verse 30, it says, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. That's a picture of me and you, isn't it, in the midst of our challenges of life. And he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. He's still reaching out to him in the midst of that, and that saved me. And then it says this in verse 31, immediately, without thought, immediate. It's a great verse. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. When we reach out to God, God often reaches out to you and I. And, and, and this is the thing. As you go under, as you feel that you're going under, And this is the most frightening part of it. As we feel that we're going under, as we're reaching out to him, it's usually at that point that God picks us up. And it says immediately. God doesn't have to think about it. Now, I know Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. I feel that that was a rebuke, but a loving one. It wasn't like he reaches out to him immediately and then whacks him around the head and says, you little faith. It undoes all the good that he's done, doesn't it? It's not like that. God isn't like that. It was a case of he reached out to him immediately and says, I'm here for you, don't you realise? I love you, I'm your dad. It's like a parent. Perfect parent. And this is what we see. Jesus will always catch you and I. When we feel that we're going under, he will reach out to you and pick you up. Be encouraged today. As you reach out to him, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are in your journey. I know where some are. 
I have contact with families and I know individuals who, who maybe struggle or you're struggling with mental health or you're struggling with physical being. There's things going on in life. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I do know that for some, but I don't know everyone. But as you reach out and you feel that you're going under, it's at that point that very often that Jesus will catch us and stop you from, from drowning. And this is what he does with Peter. It's spectacular. It's really quite amazing. It really is quite amazing as he reaches out to him. And we see this immediately, it says, that he reaches out to him just as he's spluttering. Can you imagine? I can see Peter, you know, spluttering as he's going under the water. And Jesus is reaching out and and, and not letting him go and, and, and drown. It's the most horrible feeling when life is swirling around you and it's all unravelling your relationship. Your worries are taking, getting faster and faster. Your anxiety is such that you need medication because it's a runaway train. And it says at that point, as he was going under, that Jesus immediately reached out to him and drew him up to himself. And for you and I, be, I want you to be encouraged that God doesn't have to think about it. As you reach out, as you step out, it's the stepping out, it's the calling out, it's the calling out to God. You know, it's the calling out that makes the difference and that God reaches out to him. And finally, this is the most amazing thing. It says there that Jesus picks him up and then he joins them in the boat. He joins them. He gets into the boat with the disciples and, and Peter and he joins them in the boat. Uh, I don't know what your boat is, as we say, what's going on in your life. But J- Jesus will join you as you reach out to him. And it says that the storm became calm. It might be that you're still in a storm, but you have a, a calm. And I've met people over the years who, who have said to me, you know, the prognosis is not good, pastor. It's over the years. But as we pray, I know that God is with me. I know that the Holy Spirit's here. I've sat with people and their loved ones are moving from this world into the next. And yet family have said, God is here. We feel peace. In the midst of a storm, in the midst of our pain, there is a calm. And it says there that the and sometimes we sometimes think, well, st- certain stuff hasn't gone away. Sometimes it will go away. Sometimes you will turn the corner. Sometimes the job will get better. Other times it seems to get worse. And yet, in the midst of it, you will know a God who stands with you. And this is what can happen. I love the words of a lady called Corrie Ten Boom. Corrie Ten Boom lived through the German concentration camp. During the Second World War, you'll probably wonder, she's a well-known Christian lady, gone to be with the Lord now, but uh, I think Dutch, and her family hid Jews during the Second World War. And her entire family were taken to a concentration camp, and her dad and sister, they died there. And she came through that concentration camp and survived. Amazing lady who went through the midst of a storm. She said this about... That storm. And this is a a famous quote of hers. Uh, Look without and be distressed. 
Look within and be depressed. Look at Jesus and be at rest. Amazing woman. You might be saying, well, it's easy for you to say this lovely quote, Pastor. Well, Corrie ten Boom went through the storm. She went through a concentration camp. She didn't get delivered from the camp. She survived the camp and she saw her dad die in that camp and her sister. How traumatic, how evil and awful. But she saw Jesus in the midst of it. It's, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Look at this. And so she said this. Look without and be distressed. If you look around you. Look within and be depressed. I can't do this on my own. But look at Jesus and be at rest. Wow, this morning. We need a fresh revelation. Perhaps you and I this morning need a fresh revelation of Jesus in the midst of our storm. And as we're in the midst of what's going on in our life, that we pray, Jesus, show yourself to me anew. And then we step out to him. And as we do, we wait for that moment where he reaches out to you and I. And as we look to him, we are supernaturally, our hearts are warmed as he comes and reaches out to us. Let's pray together. It'd be great if the uh, worship team would, would, could come back that, to the stage, platform area, that'd be good. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray for a fresh revelation of Jesus. And then I'm going to ask you to step out, whatever that means for you. So I'm letting you know what we're going to, where we're going to go over the next few minutes. We're going to pray that we might have a fresh vision of Jesus and who he is in our lives. And then I'm going to call upon you to step out to trust him somehow. I don't know what that means for you. Let's pray together, shall we? God bless you. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who is alive, who, who died in my place, went to the cross and died in my place, was buried in a tomb for me, paying the price of my sin, whom you, Father God, raised from the dead so that you and I and we might taste of that same resurrection life for my life. We thank you that throughout the New Testament we read the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us and can raise our lives to life. And just when we feel that our lives are buried, that I can't get through this, it's far too dark, I don't know how I'm going to sort this situation out. I don't know how I'm going to see light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how I'm going to get better. I don't know how this relationship is going to be renewed. I don't know what to do about my job. I don't know what to do about the decision that needs to be made. Just when I think I can't, I won't, I'm going under, you can raise my circumstance from death to life, from hopelessness to hope. Depression to delight. Oh, Lord Jesus, we pray this morning that we might see you in a fresh way, in a new way, that you might reveal 
yourself to me and to each one of us in a special way, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, all around the Middle East. Jesus is appearing in the Muslim world, saying, I am the true Messiah. Trust me. You give, you reveal yourself. Throughout the pages of the New Testament, you bring revelation. On the island of Patmos, you gave John a revelation of yourself. You said, I am Jesus. Pray that today, Lord Jesus, you will show yourself to me, to us. I am Jesus. It's me. Take courage. Don't be afraid. I'm here. I pray, Jesus, it will be real like that, alive, that you'll come alive afresh in our lives. Oh, the storm might rage. It might be dark. It might be swirling around. I might be in so deep, I can't seem to get myself out. I pray that this morning you will come alive by the power of your Holy Spirit and show yourself. Some of us are saying this morning, I just can't quite get it, this Christianity thing. I just can't quite understand it. I pray that Jesus, you will show yourself that we'll see you. You'll be alive. By the power of your spirit, you are so welcome. Maybe you're here this morning for the very first time in your life. It's a case of saying, God, forgive me. I've lived my life without you in my life. I've tried to be good. I've tried to do good stuff. I've tried to live a decent life. But I know deep down, I've not lived for you. Then this morning, for you and for I, it's a case of coming before God and saying, forgive me for living for myself without you. I open my heart to you. I pray that you show me Jesus alive and set me free from the power of sin and death. Some of us this morning, are Jesus is a pale ghost of who he used to be in our lives. It's a pale ghost. It's like an echo of what he used to be. And so this morning, it's a case of, Lord Jesus, be alive again in me. Show yourself. Forgive me for letting stuff get in the way. Forgive me for taking my eyes off of you. Help me in the midst of my storm see you. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together, shall we? If you can. So I'm going to ask you, we pray for a fresh revelation, and now I'm going to ask you to step out. Whatever that means to you. I don't know what it means, so I can't tell you what you've got to do. This is the bit between you and God now. I can pray on our behalf for a fresh revelation. I can do that. It's been a privilege to do that. I welcome the opportunity to pray. I feel that God is here. Now it's you and me, and it's for you to step out. What does that mean? It might mean that you've got to trust him, call upon him, ask him to forgive you, uh, forgive somebody, ask someone to forgive you. I don't know what it will be, but it's something. It's put your faith in him, reach out to him, step towards him, renew your heart in him, call upon him. I don't know what it might be, but something like that.
you get the gist, okay? So symbolically, you can do a few things. I won't ask us all to come to the front, but I would like you to take a step. So as I, as, if you put your eyes on me, to take a step, as it were, to take one step forward or take a step out of your seat. And it's a symbol. I know it's a little symbol, but it's a little something that so often steps, often external things reveal heart things. They're very powerful, very powerful. Jesus would do symbolic things that reveal heart things. And so when we say take a step, I would like you to take a step in your heart, in your mind, forgive, ask forgiveness, reach out to somebody, put your trust in Jesus, call him to change your life again. I don't know what it might be. If it's to reach out to somebody to pray with them, then do that, whatever it might be. Call upon God, scream out to him. But as you're doing that, and you're doing it in your heart and mind, and we're going to sing together, I want you to do one thing with me. Take a step forward. Will you do that? Let's do it now. Come on, let's do it. You can take a step forward or take a step out of the aisle. Okay, take one step to the side. Take one step forward. doesn't mean you have to come to the front, but it means you take a step. I know if you're in front of your chair, it's, but, in, but it's, it's a... Lord, you see us as we take a step. We reach out to you. People are reaching out. You see the heart, Father. You see the heart. I'm so in awe. It says, immediately you reached out to him. You see when we're sinking. You see the step. And then when we get home, we start to worry again. That's what happened to Peter. He reached out, took a step like we're doing right now. And then he began to sink. But I'm encouraged by how immediately you reached out to us. I pray, Father God, that when we get home, immediately, Holy Spirit, you'll reach out. I pray that your word will jump out the page. I pray that people's prayers will take new life and hope. I pray that people will have miracles in their families, in their marriages, in their homes, in their bodies. Healing is released. Deliverance comes. Freedom is pronounced upon your people and in our homes. Those that are on holiday, those that we love, those that aren't with us right now, maybe at home, we pray that they're associated with our hearts and lives, will be touched by the power of your Holy Spirit and all those gathered here too. We reach out to you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs> My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy trust in Jesus name Christ alone and Christ alone 